Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Remble. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Today we're continuing our series on building enterprising teams. One of the things that we began talking about last week was these characteristics of an enterprising team. That's right. When people get together, people very different from each other bring to the table. A lot more comes out than goes in if you have an enterprising team. And that's the distinction we're going to be trying to make over the next few weeks is what's the difference between hiring a lot of people and having them all working alongside each other, doing their thing, and what... um, builds of people who are collaborating and energetic and creative and passionate about your enterprise. Carl, and we referred to some principles that just undergird any type of successful work. And one of the things we decided to start with this week is trust. We want to start with trust because that's foundational, just absolutely foundational. If we are going to come alongside each other and accomplish great things for whatever um, our purposes are, If our starting point is that we're somehow on opposite teams of our own employees, in some cases even enemies, that we have to watch out for them, protect ourselves from them, make sure they don't get too much, or reverse, you've got this adversarial thing right from the start. How's that for a starting point for trying to motivate and and get people involved? So trust. So what we want is an environment where people want to be part of this shared purpose. They want to share it. They, it's theirs too. And trust, now here's where trust comes in. Let's talk about this a little. Is as an employer, when I have more power than you, if I use that power not to tell you what to do, but to trust you, to say I'm giving you, let's say, for example, a goal in your department, and I trust how you're going to bring your skills and stuff to the table, figure out how to get the goal. I not only trust it, I believe in it. I, that's why you're on the team. We, I need that. That creates some space for you to be you and not having to worry that, well, are you doing it the way I want you to do it? Am I going to start second guessing all your methods along the way? Um, you can look forward at what you're doing and the people you're doing it with instead of back over your shoulder at your employer um, wondering what they're thinking and if you're going to you know, get cut short or get cut off. But sometimes, Carl, for an employer, particularly with a new employee or an unknown entity, that trust is very hard to give it. Just say, do your own thing. Well, how do At you suggest level. sort of bridging that gap, coming to a point where you're able to kind of let go of some of that protection? Well, speaking to employers and team leaders, when you have more power than the other people on the team, where you have to start is you have to start demonstrating that kind of trust yourself. What I mean by that is you have to start acting in a consistent way. So when you say something's going to happen, you better make sure that happens. If you say that we're going to do such and such on a certain date, then that needs to happen on that date. You first demonstrate by your own actions and behaviors and on the ground consistent consistency in how you show up that you do what you say. It builds a credibility as you go forward. And that's what's modeled for the new person. That's what they see. That's where they belong. That's how the culture works here. It's not something you ask for and then go ahead and do whatever you want because you're the boss. Well, and people are pretty astute. They know if they're if they're boss or supervisor. It's even beyond micromanaging, but more I'm making sure that you're not cheating us out. You know. Well, that's the distinction. So we aren't trusting for trusting's sake. We're trusting so that a certain empowerment takes place. 
What you want is you want your team going for it. You want them to making decisions. You want them trying things. You want them putting their ideas and actions out on the table. And if your place of employment isn't a safe place to do that, you're going to be second-guessed. If something goes wrong, you're going to be blamed or lose your job. No one's going to take that risk. No one's going to invest in what you're being about. They're not going to bring what they have to bring to the team. So again, it'll just shift back into being three people working alongside each other, doing separate tasks. So what trust does is it creates that safety. It creates a space that says, there's room here to bring what your stuff to the table. And I trust you. It doesn't mean there's no accountability. It doesn't mean do whatever you want. It means there's some space here. And if we all fully engage. Well, and I, I like what you're saying about accountability because it's not as if you just let your employees do whatever they want and then all of a sudden you're not keeping track of what they're doing and all of a sudden you're yeah. just surprised. What did you all do- decide to do today? Yeah. <laughs> you're surprised they're not doing their work. <laughs> I mean, there is there is that relationship that keeps people honest. Exactly. And that gets back to our shared purpose and the coordinatedness of our various skills. There's something that needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen, we need to adjust. But the context what we want to set up on our team is one of mutual respect and enthusiasm about what each person brings. You want that out of them. You know your company's going to be better off if they bring all of themselves to the task. And you have to believe that. I mean, you have to believe it. That's why it's trust. That's why it's, it has to be sincere. Well, and this sort of bridges the gap with our topic next week about communication, but I, I feel that honesty sort of is sort of in between. I've been in situations where I knew something was going on and I knew that the people in charge were not being honest with me. And that really kind of made me not trust what they said. Some of your best examples, if you want to get a feel for the power of trust, are actually negative examples. When you have been in a, a situation where trust has been broken, like the one that you're sharing. You know, that's a great gauge for, you know, that really kind of sets you back. That really kind of makes you wonder if you, what your place is here. And, you know, are we just being used for the price of our wage? That's one kind of employment contract. Sure, but you're not going to get an enterprising team out of that kind of pay for use. Well, next week we will be talking about communication in our quest to build enterprising teams. Stay tuned for our next part in our series. Feel free to join us on the web anytime at boldenterprises.com. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.